Hi, I'm Don Mackey, and welcome to the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. This show is focused on providing strategies to empower community success and vitality. Each episode will feature interviews with cutting-edge rural development thought leaders and community practitioners, remarkable entrepreneurs from business, government, and nonprofits, and by sharing the learnings of E2 entrepreneurial ecosystems. Connect with me, learn more about E2, and subscribe to this show at energizingentrepreneurs.org. Welcome to this episode of Pathways to Rural Prosperity. This is Don Mackey with E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. Today, I'd like to introduce my guest, Nathan Olley. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that, Nathan, on the pronunciation, president and CEO of IEDC. And Nathan, thanks for being my guest today. Thanks for the opportunity, Don. It's always good to be with you. So, a couple of things. I always like to start by giving a guest an opportunity to kind of share your journey that has brought you into this important role with IEDC. So share a little bit of your background with our audience. Yeah, actually, my journey started in college. Oddly enough, I took on a second major in the middle of my schooling, and that required me to get an internship. And this was a degree in family community services, which is close to social work. And I had done family programming, I had done grant writing, I had done a whole host of things. And so I went to my advisor and said, hey, I want to I want to take a policy approach to this work and understand how policy is made and how it then drives programming at the ground level. And I was lucky enough, both for my advisor to support that approach, but also to have this opportunity to serve as an intern in then Governor Jennifer Granholm's office in Michigan. And I fell in love with her leadership style and the way that she worked and operated and, and was lucky enough to get a job at the end of my schooling at Michigan State. And about two and a half years in, my wife and I got pregnant with our first daughter. And at that time, I was the governor's trip director traveling with her every single day. And so the 18-hour <laughs> days with the schedule changing was not going to be conducive to me getting to know and spend time with my daughter. And so I went to the governor and said, hey, I want to stay engaged, but I can't do this. How can I be helpful? It was 2007, just as Michigan was starting to enter the recession. And she said, we need really good people in economic development. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I'm happy to help. And so... I moved over to the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. I ended up having the opportunity to lead three different economic development boards at the state level at a really important time in Michigan's history from an economic development standpoint. From then, I had a chance to work at the federal level at the U.S. Economic Development Administration. And then I went into the nonprofit sector and I ran an organization called the Rural Community Assistance Partnership for four and a half years, where we focused exclusively on rural and tribal communities, really small, really distressed communities around a whole host of issues, economic development and entrepreneurship, but also access to safe drinking water, sanitary wastewater, disaster recovery, really a holistic approach at how do you help rural and, and tribal communities through really important and impactful issues. I've known the IDC for decades, obviously going back to my time in Michigan. And when this opportunity came up, I got the unique opportunity to serve. And it's been a year. Tomorrow will be a year to my start date. And it's been a, a wild ride so far, but it's been really incredible. Yeah, amazing. And I think it was probably at RCAP that you and I got to know each other a bit better in your work there and with the rural focus. Well, I think most of our audience is familiar with IEDC, and for benefit of those who don't, that stands for the International Economic Development Council, kind of the premier organization, not only in the country, but internationally around economic development training and certification and other activities. One of our goals, Nathan, is to really encourage rural economic developers and their boards to consider getting engaged with IEDC. So share a little bit about the mission and the programs of IEDC with our audience. 
Well, thank you for that great introduction, Dan. To me, rural is an incredibly big part of our work and the work that we want to accomplish moving forward. So the IDC is the world's largest economic development association, which means that we're here in service of economic developers and of communities and obviously of the people that live in those communities. We want to provide professional development opportunities, as you just talked about, through our certification programs. And we can talk much more deeply about that as we move forward. But we also want to provide opportunities to connect people, for people to understand that there are other people, not just here in the United States, but across the world doing this work that you can learn from, that you can be a part of their own journeys and help support their journeys, and they can do the same for you. But also, we want to really push the field forward. So we want to be talking about what are the really impactful topics that are impacting communities of all sizes, not just here in the U.S., but internationally. How do we provide the tools and resources that can be tailored to the needs of those communities in those regions of the world? And how do we provide an opportunity, a platform, a connection point for people in economic development to learn from one another, to push policy and push research in ways that are going to further the field. And how do we make sure that we're not just setting up the current today's economic development field and the people in it, but the future? And how do we make sure that we're driving equitable economic outcomes as a result of that work collectively? Absolutely. And for our rural audience, one of the things we're really wanting to focus on in 2023 is encouraging those economic development organizations in rural communities to really consider finding the funds to allow their staff to become active in IDC and in the state associations that oftentimes layer below that and to support professional development and compensation that goes with that because turnover is a huge issue in rural America right now with our community economic development staff and we hope this can help. As you know, close to my heart is entrepreneur-focused economic development. We think it's very appropriate for every community, but particularly rural communities that may not have the same kind of opportunities with large-scale economic development projects or with attraction. And of course, IDC, with your predecessor, became more interested and engaged in entrepreneur training and certification. Clearly, you're supporting that. But share a little bit about why IEDC is committing to the entrepreneurship space as part of its mission. Well, I think for us, part of it is an evolution, right? I mean, this was not a conversation 40 years ago in the economic development sphere. But what we've learned is we have to start local. We have to start with the assets in the community. And there's no better way to do that than to start with a focus on small business entrepreneurship. Not only are there opportunities locally in every community, but it also helps to not only build a community, it helps to continue to bring and embed wealth into communities locally. The dollars that are generated by small businesses and entrepreneurs tend to stay in the community much more than they do for larger industries or even obviously a specific sector focus. And so not only does it make sense because you've got local people who understand the the community, understand the opportunity, but also it keeps that wealth locally based. It helps to build the community itself as you drive small business growth and entrepreneurship. And it also is the easiest way for people to get connected into this ecosystem because people have the opportunity, whether it is a high-tech incubator type space that you want to drive, or if it's a local barbershop or local grocery store that's going to serve a need of the community, these are vitally important aspects of building that ecosystem locally. And it helps to drive locally led solutions and drive local opportunity, not just today, but many years in the future. 
Absolutely. And, and of course, one of your partners is the Ewan Marion Kaufman Foundation. They've been supporting the development of some of the entrepreneurship offerings. Our good friends, Maria Myers with SourceLink, Kate Hodel, Penny Lewandowski, who's been on the board and a strong supporter of IEDC, were involved in helping partner with IEDC to develop that curriculum. I share a little bit about what your current offerings are. Yeah, well, first of all, it has to start with the connections that you just talked about, Don. You and so many others have been a huge part of building this community within the IEDC and, and building this approach of entrepreneurship led economic development. It is a relatively new, as far as course offering certifications for the organization, just about two and a half years ago now, we created the EDP certification, which is the Entrepreneurship Development Professional, which is focused on entrepreneurship led economic development. So there are multiple courses that tie into this program, as well as some of our other electives and basic economic development courses that we offer for the larger, what we call CFD, the Certified Economic Developer Certification. But the EDP is specifically focused on entrepreneurship-led economic development. It is kind of the pioneer here in the United States around an approach focused specifically on entrepreneurship-led economic development. And it also allows us not just to have courses and certification programs for individuals and obviously for organizations to think about, but it also helps to rise this conversation, to raise this conversation around why entrepreneurship and small business growth is so vital and so important to economic development, not just in rural and in tribal areas, but, but across a wide spectrum of communities And it gives us a platform and an opportunity to engage in a deeper way to let individuals engage and think about their own professional development, but also for us to move the field of economic development field or economic development into this larger focus on small business and entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And as I understand, just to make sure I have this right, right now, if you're a a staff person with a countywide economic development group in rural America, and you're taking and looking at IEDC for some professional training, maybe certification tied to your advancement, they can incorporate that entrepreneurship work with other IEDC offerings to pursue that broader professional development and certification. Do I have that right? Exactly right. So we've built this in a way that's meant to be as flexible as possible. So certainly you can take the path towards the EDP certification, you can take the path towards the CAT, or you can just take courses to help your own individual professional development. And they're designed in a way that you can choose to take just a couple of courses, or you can use these courses to go towards either the EDP or the CFD program. The goal is to create flexibility wherever we can, and that is both in the course content, but also the course delivery. And so we've also started to open up courses over the past few years. Obviously, COVID accelerated this, but to make sure that we're not just offering courses in person, but also virtually as well. Right. And just for our audience, you know, we want to encourage those development organizations out there across the land to join IDC. But if they're not a member of IDC, can these economic developers still access coursework? They can. Absolutely. We want to be as inclusive as we possibly can. Obviously, if you're a member, you get discounts on taking courses or attending conferences and and obviously the webinars and things that we offer. But we want to make sure that this is accessible, whether you're a member or not. Obviously, we think there's great value in being a member, but we also want to make sure that we're reaching out to a larger set of folks that aren't currently members for IDC to help them understand both how they can help their own personal journey, but also how they can get better engaged with a lot of these resources. Yeah. So let's pivot a little bit. There's some good news, some congratulations, some celebration in order. IEDC has recently secured four years of funding from the Kauffman Foundation to go deeper into the entrepreneurship space. So congratulations to you and Todd and others that have been involved. It's exciting. 
And can you share a little bit about what this new initiative, I know it's emerging and there's probably not a lot out on it publicly, but can you give us some insights as to where that's going? We're really excited about this. And Kaufman has been a great partner of ours, not just for this program, but obviously helping to see the original program around entrepreneurship but economic development. But this grant, four-year grant, it's meant both to look at our current courses and certification and evaluate the audience for that and understand what do they really want? How do we tweak the current courses or look to potential new courses? How do we make sure that we are engaging with a broader set of folks? So not just our members, but going out and speaking at conferences, doing podcasts like this and truly building partnerships. And I know we're going to talk about this in, in a deeper way down, but you and E2 have been a huge partner in all of this work. Certainly the folks at SourceLink and Penny Lewandowski, who used to be at the Edward Lowe Foundation, all of these folks have played a large role in helping us to get us to where we are. And so we want to continue to build upon those existing partnerships and build new partnerships. So we want to be doing outreach to other organizations, other associations, other entities that are doing work around entrepreneurship and help to build and bridge that gap between the traditional economic development field and entrepreneurship and ecosystem building that you have been such a big part of. We also want to make sure that we're reaching out to small communities, to tribal communities, to other countries in some ways, to make sure that we are both spreading the gospel of entrepreneurship-led economic development, but also engaging them and understanding what their needs are so that we can better tailor the needs to the resources that we have and think about future resources that we might drive more opportunity. And, and you know this firsthand, entrepreneurship is going to look and feel differently in a very small community than it is in a large community. And so we don't want to be a one-size-fits-all. We want to be able to tailor resources to the needs of those communities. Absolutely. And you kind of got us into the second question because it's really around collaboration. I think one of the hallmarks, if I may, when you were at RCAP is RCAP was very collaborative and worked with a lot of groups. You're bringing that value to IEDC, which is a bit of a pivot for IEDC to take that big step. And of course, as you know, collaboration has transaction costs and it has its <laughs> own challenges, but it does maybe allow some benefits. So share a little bit more on your philosophy around IDC entering into strategic partnerships. And then we can talk more about this new initiative and some of the work that we're doing. But I think it'd be useful to understand what drives you to say, we're going to incur the cost of trying to collaborate with groups to maybe have greater reach. Well, it's just kind of ingrained in who I am, Don. This is the person I've always had, that it's really vital and important, regardless of what organization you're at, whatever industry you're in, you've got to be building relationships and partnerships because you can't be the end-all be-all for everything. And no one should or want to be the end-all be-all for any any one specific focus. And at the IDC, you know, it is a little bit of a, a learning curve for us to think about this in a, in a slightly different way. But to me, the time and effort and resources that you spend to build those relationships pay off in spades years down the road. And we have to be, number one, willing to recognize that we need others, that we want others at the table, and we want to be showing up to other people's tables. But we also have to be willing to say, there are others doing really good work. And how do we help spotlight and amplify the work that they're doing? How do we support the priorities that they have that are also obviously going to benefit what we want to accomplish? And in the end, we're here in service of communities. And we know that communities need a whole host of resources, of partners, of toolkits and, and opportunities to engage. And so we've got to be willing to build those relationships, build those partnerships to think about how does our work and the collective work of that collaboration help effectuate positive change for communities. 
And that's not easy work. It's not easy to collaborate. And in economic development, collaboration is not always the name of the game. Competition has always kind of been that name. And so how do we not just talk about it, but how do we live it every single day in showing why it's important to build those relationships, why it's important to collaborate with others, and how that then benefits not just our members, but the communities we all collectively serve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your bringing that value and that culture. It's the way we've done work. And there's so much more work to do than any of us can do on our own. So it, it makes sense if we can figure out a way to do it. Let's drill down a little bit. As part of this new Kaufman funding, there's emerging discussions with E2 and our host organization, Network Kansas, around that work. Share a little bit about what you hope to accomplish at the end of the day with this new round of Kaufman funding and the initiatives that it's going to support? Yeah, I mean, I referenced it a little bit earlier, and that is the fact that entrepreneurship and small business growth looks and feels differently in small communities than large communities. And in recognition of that, we want to be building partnerships, as we just talked about, with organizations that are already doing this work and have great resources in front of them. And, and the work you've done in ORD is just one example of that. But we want to both highlight that work but also think about how do we design trainings? How do we design courses? How do we design content and resources that are going to meet the needs of those small communities? And so it's a recognition that our current tools and resources are very good and they're applicable in a lot of places, but there are nuances to this work that are really important. And how do we make sure that we're tailoring the needs of communities of all sizes to fit our programming to make sure our programming is truly serving the needs of those communities. And so you heard me talk about really understanding the audience. Part of that is understanding what is the differences and what are the needs in, in really small rural and quite frankly tribal communities and how do our tools currently meet those needs and what do we need to do to continue to evolve them in partnership with others. And whether that is just simply amplifying the great work that E2 and Network Kansas and others are doing or whether there's really true new resources to co-create we want to make sure that we're doing that and that we're doing it with the voice of communities at the heart of it. Yeah, probably quite a bit of both. And at least that's the way it normally goes. One of the things, as I said, this goes really fast and we're going to have to wrap up here pretty soon. But before I let you go, I want to just give you an opportunity to share maybe some of the other things that are going on at IEDC that people should keep an eye on. And then we'll kind of wrap up. Yeah, well, we just actually got back last week from our first conference of three conferences for the year. We are in Tucson, Arizona for our leadership summit. We do have two major conferences coming up, one in June in Calgary. So we're excited to, to be in Canada to host our Economic Future Forum this June, June 11th through the 13th. And then in September, we'll be in Dallas, Texas for our annual conference. And those, I mentioned those because those are just great opportunities for people to come together, connect and learn from one another. And obviously there's great content and there's great stories from each of the localities we're at, but it really is an opportunity, especially as we're talking about entrepreneurship and building collaboration to bring people together around these topics, to convene people and really to think about how we continue to elevate this conversation. The other big piece that I really want to highlight for, for your listeners is we are launching a new program this year called the Economic Recovery Corps. This program is a brand new program that we co-designed with six different partners. We partner with the National Association of Counties, the National League of Cities, the International City and County Managers Association, the National Association of Development Organizations, the Center on Rural Innovation, and the Regional Accelerator and Innovation Network really with two main goals for this program. One is to help build capacity in distressed communities, that's large and small, so rural and urban communities, and also to start to create a pipeline of the next generation of leaders in development. 
It is designed to embed at least 65, potentially more fellows into distressed communities for up to two and a half years, potentially even three years, depending on how quickly we're able to ramp up. That's really going to both help those individuals. We're going to train them in economic development. We're going to give the courses and the certification opportunities to them. And we're also going to use those other six partners. So whether they're embedded in county government or whether they're embedded in a rural entrepreneur support organization, that they've got a small cohort of folks that they can learn from. But those partners are also going to give them training on what does it mean to be in a county government? How do you get connected to economic development entrepreneurship? What does it mean to be in an entrepreneur support organization in a rural community? And how do you get connected to the larger ecosystem around you? So that they're getting training on economic development and entrepreneurship-led economic development, but also that they've got some nuance around the type of host organization they're embedded in. And obviously, we're there to try and build capacity in these communities, to try and help them move forward their economic development efforts and drive more equitable economic outcomes in these communities. And so later this year, we'll be launching an application process for host organizations that are interested in in hosting a fellow. Those fellows will come to those host organizations fully paid for by us. So what we're asking for is for those host organizations to be able to provide the right support for people to come in and help to build capacity to get them connected to the right leaders locally and regionally in those areas. And obviously, to have a commitment to engaging in a deeper conversation around economic development and lifting up those individuals as they come into the organizations. But the goal is not to put a burden on those host organizations, but to provide opportunities and assets to those organizations. And obviously, to spur economic growth and opportunity in those regions, while still thinking about the next generation of leaders and equipping them to really be the folks stepping into this work over the next five to 15 years to drive economic development in a really positive way. You know, that goes to the core of Bob Stoll's advice, that legacy champion and ord, uh, so central to that story. The first thing Bob always counsels communities is invest in empowering leaders. And if you have leaders, then there's a lot of possibilities. That is really an exciting initiative. Do keep us posted. We'll want to share that. Capacity building is so important if we're going to undertake the work of economic development. So that's really neat, Nathan. Thanks. We're very excited about it and very excited to get to get rural communities engaged in this process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, I just want to set a goal that I have for our work together over the coming years, and that is maybe over the next three to five years, we'll see a significant increase in the number of rural communities engaged with IDC, the number of economic developers that are taking advantage of all of these learning opportunities to build their professionalism, to work with their communities. And so I'm hoping we can track that and we can make a difference. But I want to thank you so very much for making time out of a very busy schedule to be my guest today. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Dan. I know you have a lot of great guests, and and so I'm just honored to be a part of it and really looking forward to continuing to build out our partnership. Absolutely. Well, folks, as we wrap up today, I want to remind you of some of our resources. Of course, our website, energizingentrepreneurs.org, that's your go-to for all of the free resources that we have. You can join our National Practitioners Network and access a whole set of resources through that. Of course, our monthly newsletter where we post new information and then our monthly podcast. Specific to this podcast with Nathan, we're going to share some additional information about IEDC, its entrepreneurship programming, and as it becomes available, the new IEDC Entrepreneurship Initiative in partnership with the Kauffman Foundation. So on behalf of Nathan and I, all our best to you, our listeners, and to your efforts to grow a stronger rural America, one community at a time. Thanks and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. 
Head on over to energizingentrepreneurs.org where you can subscribe to this podcast and tap into more than 25 years of field experience from E2 Entrepreneurial Ecosystems. I'm Don Mackey, and I'll see you next time on Pathways to Rural Prosperity podcast. <music>